Jason? <clears throat> All right. Tonight, the, the message is the joy of the journey. We've talked about uh, gratitude in your attitude in order to maintain joy. We have to be joyful in the Lord, pray without ceasing, and also with uh, give thanks always, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. We talked about the also uh, the joy of prayer, that we are able to talk to God and we're able to share the things with the Lord and we're able to cast our burdens upon the Lord and we're able to pray for each other, minister each other through uh, prayer. And so there's a joy in being able to talk to God, amen, about everything. And then we talked about the first one had to do with uh, the joy of our salvation. I mean, that's the greatest joy that we have in coming to know Jesus Christ as our personal Savior. Amen. Tonight, uh, the message is the joy of the journey, and our text is found in uh, Philippians, the first chapter, and verses 7 through 11. And uh, in fact, uh, all of our scriptures are going to be in the book of Philippians because that is the book of joy. Amen. Even as most of me has. Uh, to think this of you all, because I have you in my heart, insomuch as both in my bonds and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel, ye are all partakers of me. For God is my record how greatly I long after you all in the bowels of Jesus Christ. And this I pray that your love may abound yet more and more, praise God, in the knowledge and of judgment. That ye might approve things that are excellent, that you may be sincere without offense till the day of Jesus Christ. Being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ unto the glory and the praise of God. Unfortunately, Paul, I wrote the wrong scriptures down on my on my Bible. Praise God. Yes. Amen. Well, I'll I'll talk about it in a little bit. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, did you ever take uh, a trip with a child or children? Daddy, you know when are we gonna get there? You know, and then, uh, you know, he said, Daddy, are we nearly there? And they're always tired sound. Daddy, you know, I'm tired. Daddy, can we stop and get a soda? Daddy, you know, when are we going to get there? <laughs> and they are waiting for the grand and glorious moment when they arrive at their destination and then everything is going to be good. You can be traveling along as silk smooth highway, and you can have the most gorgeous snow-capped mountains in, in the background and bubbling brooks, and you can see all the beauties of America, but that's nothing. They are waiting for the moment that they're going to arrive at their destination. They, they, they get to the point, and when they get there, everything is going to be all right. Well, we are all kind of like that. You know, we keep thinking we are not so happy today, but we are going to be. 
You know, we, when we get there, when, when we get to a certain amount of money in the bank or we own our own home or, or we, uh, praise God, then we'll be happy or we get that promotion at work or, or when we get that next nest egg saved up for retirement and retire, then I'll be happy. Or when I get the promotion, raise a new office, then I'm going to be happy. But my friend, I want to tell you something. You can stop and think about it today. Is there joy in the journey? We can enjoy today, uh, today's blessings. This is a day the Lord hath, hath given. You know, I will rejoice and be glad in it. I do not have to wait until I get there. Dale Carnegie said, we all tend to put off living, waiting for the rose garden over the hill, and we miss the one that's under our window. <laughs> One writer says it is like being on a train in a long journey spanning the continent and we look out the window as America slides by, but we miss it because we're thinking about our final destination and what's going to take for, for the certain hour, the certain day, or, or the certain place that we want to arrive at. When we pull it uh, into the station where the bells are ringing and the flags are flying and the bands are playing and loved ones are there to open us, uh, receive us with open arms. The wonderful things is, are, are going to happen then. We have to realize the kind of place does not exist. The journey is the joy in the Lord. There is joy in the journey. The idea that there is a station out there somewhere in life, it keeps out, you know, keeps uh, outrunning us. You know, yesterday belongs to history. Tomorrow belongs to God. And all you get, got to live is today. And you can decide whether you are going to live it or you're going to put it off and, and think of some other time. Today, you know, even tonight, I want to say in this message on joy, we can enjoy living, amen, and having joy in life. We can have joy being in church. We can today, we can, so we can say to every person here tonight, why don't we look at life, praise God, by getting up and swim the river and climb the mountain and kiss the baby and smell the roses and enjoy the coffee and ride the merry-go-round, praise God, and start living with joy today. Until we get to that point, we are pacing the aisles. We're counting the miles. We're watching our watches. We are waiting until then. Then it's going to be beautiful. When I get to be 18 or, or when I graduate from college or, or when I get the last child raised. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or when, praise God, we get that new car or when the mortgage is paid off and, and there is more, uh, no more payments every month, praise God. When I have a nest egg for retirement, then I'm going to be happy. It's not all bad to have things to look forward to, to plan for. But what I'm saying is that there is joy in going toward those things. Sooner or later, we have to learn in life there is no point of arrival, you know, where everything goes bing and suddenly we're happy and not wait until tomorrow because that's the way most people are living if we are not going to do it now, when are we going to do it? If we're not going to do it here, where are we going to do it? Someone said there was 
a very cautious man. He never played, he never risked, he never tried, but one day when he passed away, his insurance was denied, for since he never lived, he never died. <laughs> you know, thinking he missed out on the joy of the journey and the joy of life, the blessings that, of right now. And, you know, and Paul said, and, and this is what I was supposed to have read, in verses, he read, from the very first day until now, being confident of this, he who has begun a work in you will carry it to the completion until the day of Christ. Praise God. Being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Christ. Amen. So you can see there, you know, the completion, but you can see the, the process, you know, he's begun in that work and he's going to complete that work. Folks, we can rejoice with Paul in saying, you know, he who has begun a good work in us will carry it to completion until the day of Christ's coming. Paul was where? In prison. He was shackled. Amen. He was in, in damp, dark, dreary dungeon. And, and what is he talking about? He's talking about having joy. In the journey, in the prison, he's talking about having joy. Not some, someday he's going to have joy. But right now and right then, presently, amen, he had joy. You know, so that's what it's all about. You know, I want to give you several things here in a few moments that... Uh, I think that uh, will help, uh, you know, illustrate this sermon. But I have uh, already, uh, praise God, you know, praise, basically put the, the thing out, what we're really talking about here this evening. If you have to move one step to the right or one step to the left, where you are to be happy, you'll probably never be happy. Hmm. If your joy is dependent upon somebody else's, what they do, or what they say, you're probably never going to be happy. If someone has to change externally for you to have joy, you're probably never going to be happy. Because joy is something that's internal in you. Amen? The Spirit of God puts it in you. You have and you enjoy knowing that God is here, praise God, and has been with you, amen, from the beginning to now, like Paul was talking about. Right to now. And he that has begun this good work will carry it to completion. This is his day. I will rejoice and be glad in it. The story is told about the little boy. His father, in a fit of anger, doused everything with gasoline. Then lit the fire, and the little boy was burned horribly. And amazingly, he survived. The newspapers carried it. He was on television, they say. And they said it would take all kinds of operations to get him back to what he ought to be. But a, at seven years of age, that little boy said something that was so meaningful he said, I'm alive. 
I'm alive. I didn't miss out on living, the little boy said. Isn't that wonderful? He knew the joy of the trip. Amen. He looked grotesque, but I am alive. I didn't miss out on anything. He said, you know, today, folks, you are alive. Amen. You are living. And you are in the church that loves you and, and enjoying the blessings of God. And we ought to thank God for all that we have. Amen. Hallelujah. Give God, you know, the glory for that. They tell the story of the Jewish girl, Anne Frank, which you probably heard about her, that in the concentration camp. She said, from tomorrow on, I'll be sad. From tomorrow on, I'll be sad. But today, I will be glad. Today, I'm going to be happy. Regardless of how bitter it is, today, I am going to be happy. Not tomorrow, but today. Sometimes we do it just the opposite. We say, today I'm sad and tomorrow I'm going to get glad. I'm going to get happy tomorrow. She said, today I'm going to be happy. My friend, if you are putting off and waiting for your circumstances to get better, to have joy and happiness, forget it. There is joy in the journey. And our first message in, that, in joy in the journey is, there's joy in knowing Jesus as your Savior. Amen. There is joy in having lunch today with, with family members or friends. There is joy in being in church today. Let me give you several suggestions in helping you implement this in your life. Praise God. First of all, seize the moment. Who knows, this may be the last day that you are on earth. So you might as well squeeze every bit of happiness out of today. <laughs> he only is rich who owns today. Amen. If you are controlled by worry and fear, you do not own the day. Forget the past. <laughs> do not idolize the future because it might not be too much different. The thing to do is let God fill you with joy and blessings like he did Paul in prison. Accept his peace now. Accept his presence and his goodness now. Accept the fact that he took care of all your sins and all of your needs on the cross. Paul Turnia, the great French psychologist, said, most people spend their lives preparing to live. <laughs> Get ready for it. Let me tell you something. I don't want to be personal. <laughs> I, I want to make a point. I have known, praise God, those who have men who have position, have great families, have new cars, have all kinds of money, a beautiful home, and they have never enjoyed a moment of it. Mm -hmm. They were striving to get Amen. On beyond, beyond it for something else. It was always striving for something else. Having, you know, and a lot of them had heart attacks. <laughs> you know, because of their stress and everything that they doing. Because they never enjoyed the journey that they were on. And they are people who have died 
who have never known one moment of satisfaction in their life. Friend, (laughs) do not wait. Do not procrastinate. Because he said, in thy presence is fullness of joy. So number one, seize the day. Number two, acknowledge the fact of the necessity of pain and struggle. Acknowledge the fact of pain and struggle. Two things about that. It's inevitable. The storms of life are going to come. If, they, if you're not going through a storm, you'll go through a storm. Or you've been through a storm, you know. So they're inevitable. It is necessary. The person who has never has pain or has, has to struggle, Lord, deliver me from being around them. They are obnoxious. They are cocky. They look at me or you and my problems and say, if you were like me. They do not know the key to life. Life has its messes. Life has its problems, you know. And you can plan on that. If you expect perfection, you're not realistic. Irene Gooder said, if you can live on bland food to to avoid ulcers, you can drink no tea or coffee in the name of being healthy. You go to bed early and stay away from the nightlife. And you avoid controversial subjects so as not to offend people. You never spend much and save all, amen, all your life. You can still fall in the bathtub. Something can still happen to you, even though you do all those things, and get exactly, you know, what you deserve. They do not face life. They do not live for the moment. There are no guarantees in life. Life does not have problems. I don't know if I'm going to live tomorrow. I don't know if my wife's going to live, but I praise God. I'm going to enjoy being with her, amen, while I'm with her. (laughs) Praise God. I'm going to have the joy of the Lord with us, praise God. And she makes me laugh more since we've been retired all the time. She makes me laugh and, and everything, praise God, amen. Look at the person next to you. They have had some joy, but also they have some, had some problems. Mm-hmm. And they have survived it. And you will too. Pain and happiness go together. That's what makes it life. That's life. Amen? And that's what life is made of. And if you are going to, amen, uh, live one, you are going to have to have the other. If you're going to have the one, you're going to have to have the other. If there wasn't any downs, there would not be any ups. If there wasn't any fronts, there wouldn't be any backs. If there wasn't any tops, there wouldn't be any bottoms. If there wasn't any sads, there wouldn't be any happies. (laughs) That's the way life is. People want to run from struggles. I shouldn't have any problems. You know, people think when they get saved, it's going to be a bed of roses, you know. But, you know, life hits the just and the unjust, you know. 
you know, because, uh, you know, because pain and happiness go together. That's not going to destroy me from enjoying life just because of the things I go through. I'm not going to, uh, you know, I'm, I am going to own the day. I'm going to seize the day. I'm going to enjoy it, praise God. I mean, if you didn't intend on coming to church and enjoying being in the house of the Lord and enjoying, amen, this journey and being here tonight, well, Lord help you. Thirdly, appreciate the little things of life. We are so impressed (laughs) with the person who makes millions of dollars. The one with the big position. People are impressed by the big, the glamorous, and the ritzy. Elijah said, I waited for God in the earthquake, and he didn't come. I waited for God in the fire, and he didn't come. I waited for God in the thunder and the rain, and he didn't come. I heard him in a still, small voice. It is in those daily routines. Learn the glory of the ordinary. Learn where the real priorities are in life. The man that founded, I like this story, founded Domino's Pizza, made millions of dollars and became fabulously wealthy. He turned around and sold it all because he said, I'm going to have the money now to go and build missionary churches. People thought he was crazy. He said, you do not know. You know, you do not understand. Everything until now was getting ready for the main event. (laughs) That was what was making him happy. He appreciated the ordinary. We see the ordinary and take it for granted. If you could see the stars only one night a year, one night a year, everybody was set up to see the stars on that one night, but we do not appreciate them every day. Number four, practice contentment. Wow. Learn to be able to enjoy what you have. Be content with what you have. Some people can not enjoy what they have got because they want more. Paul said, I have learned in whatever state I am to be happy. He said, I've learned to abound and I've learned to be abased. He said, I've learned to have nothing and I've learned to be blessed. Here in America, we are so blessed as compared to other places. Even with all the problems we have, we're still a blessed place. That's why everyone else wants to come to America. Amen. And we do not have to build walls for them to, to keep them here. <laughs> Praise God. You know, yet people are out drugging and drinking and divorcing and they are not content. All that they have. For example, a dog in a city wants to get out. <laughs> the dog in the country is sleeping on the front steps. Content. 
He's content. Somebody, someday, excuse me, someday you will be, meet a happy man that has nothing. Or a happy woman that has nothing. And you will realize you paid too much for your whistle. <laughs> Number five, keep a sense of humor. Someone has said, you need seven laughs and seven hugs a day. Well, I don't think I need that many, but I would like to have that many. Amen? You see, to know God is to know the rules are fair. He's not unfair. I can enjoy it. I'm going to be blessed. It's like the man in the army who wrote home to his dad. They took away my suit and gave me khaki outfit. They cut my hair and gave me a crew cut. <laughs> they make me march in the mud all day, you know, until I give out. They make me go to bed when I'm not tired and they wake me up when I, when I don't want to. And I went to church on Sunday, he told his dad, and listened to a sermon. And at the end, they sang the song, Art Thou Foot Sore and Weary. He said, I stood up and said, I sure am. <laughs> and now he says, I'm in the brig for 10 days for disturbing the church service. <laughs> Some people just can't be happy and content. We need to lighten up. Amen? Get your eyes off yourself. One of the big things is sometimes not being happy and content and everything is, is uh, um, enjoying life. Sometimes we, we're too self-focused. The only time that I had a real problem with my nerves is I just couldn't get my focus off myself. I was praising the Lord. I was talking in tongues. I was, I was uh, quoting scripture, praise God. But I still uh, had my mind on myself, even though I was doing all that. And, and that got me through it, and, and God delivered me. But, uh, you know, sometimes you can just get so preoccupied with yourself. You know, it's a, it's a great world, world that we're living in. And there's joy in the journey. There's joy, praise God. We can find joy in every moment, every, every day. There's something that we can find joy, praise God. And then, lastly, remember, he sees the future. He is already there. He's omniscient. If he could prepare Jesus to die on the cross from the foundations of the world and prepare man's redemption even before the foundations of the world before creation, then he knows what's going to happen tomorrow. <laughs> you know, he knows who's going to be saved and who isn't going to be saved. You know, the, the Bible pretty much teaches us that. And everything. So he, the thing of it is, is that in, in an essence, he's already there. <laughs> and he has already paid the price for our victory. You're going to win. You and I are going to be victorious. Praise God. We know the final outcome. If we continue to endure to the end, we're going to be saved. Amen? But also, 
you're going to win, but realize the goodness and the mercy of God that the Bible says will follow you all the days of your life. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life. Well, all the days of your life, isn't that enjoying the journey? Goodness and the mercy of God. We sang about how good God is. Praise God. And God, you know, we know, you know, I used to, when Elton, I used to say God is good, and he said all the time. You know, God is good all the time. You know, no matter what happens, praise God. You have to share, you have your share of blessings in the future. But you also have your, some disappointments. Today, this is the day the Lord hath made. Amen? I will rejoice and be glad in it. You know, I don't have to wait to tomorrow. And just picture Paul in that cell, praise God. He was enjoying the trip. In that cell, you know, he said, I will rejoice and be glad and rejoice in it. Praise God. And we'll see that in other scriptures as we progress in this little series, you know, that we're having and everything. But, uh, you know, Paul was there, but he still had joy, even though he was in, in the prison, praise God. And he knew that, you know, God, the work that God begun in him, he would finish that work and, and to become to completion, praise God. But in the meantime, praise God, there was that process, praise God, he began the work, he was working on him, praise God, and it will come to completion. So if you're going to enjoy the trip, you've got to seize the moments. You've got to take advantage of, of the good times and, and the joyful times. You have to acknowledge, praise God, that sometimes, uh, you know, uh, things are going to get messy. But sometimes they're going to have trials and problems, but you still can have the joy of the Lord. You can still enjoy the trip because of your fellowship and relationship with Jesus. Appreciate the little things. Appreciate the little things. You know, it doesn't have to be. Sometimes, you know, uh, I thank God if he heals me of a cold as well as if he would heal me of a major illness. You know? See, I appreciate that, you know. You know, that uh, the little things that God does for us. Um, I, I appreciate the fact that I went through McDonald's the other day and uh, the people in front of me paid for my meal for Sally and I's stuff. And the girl said, not only did they pay for yours, they paid for the person in front of you and the person behind you. Isn't that wonderful? But see, I appreciate, I thank God for the, that, that, that's a little thing, but I thank God. Doesn't that give you joy to think, praise God, that joy that the Lord would provide that, would do that little thing for you, amen, to, to pick you up, you know, instead of having a coffee to pick you up, he gave you, praise God, somebody who had paid forward to, 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 you know, so appreciate the little things, you know, and practice contentment, you know. That's discipline. We have to learn, Paul learned, amen, to be content whatever state he was in. You know, that's, that's discipline. Disciples are a discipline on the learner. You know, as we talked in our, our series on discipleship, we are learning. We're under Jesus, you know, and we're learning, praise God. And so uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't always easy for the disciples, but 
Remember the one time in, in the book of Acts when um, they were beaten and everything? Praise God, and they let go. And then they told them not to preach them anymore and everything. And uh, they, 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 had, they, were full, they were filled with the Spirit and with joy. Filled with the Spirit and joy. Praise God. So practice contentment. Keep a sense of humor. Amen. And also remember that God sees the future. And he's got it all. We might not have it all worked out, but God has it all worked out. Praise God what he's going to do in the future. Praise God. So let's, let's take time, amen, to enjoy the journey. And, ha- and, the, and, the, and our f- fellowship with the Lord and, and uh, enjoying, you know, the joy of the Lord, amen, which is our strength, you know, and uh, enjoy, praise God, uh, the things of the Lord. Amen. Enjoying church, enjoying our fellowship, enjoying, you know, uh, our friends, enjoying your family, and praise God. And, but uh, having joy, you know, when, you, when, you, when you're working on horses, have joy, you know. <laughs> Even when the horse doesn't want to stay where you want it to, praise God. Amen. You just have joy, you know. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, amen. Lord, I thank you, God, for the opportunity amen, to be in your house this evening. And I'm thankful that you have equipped us so that we can enjoy the journey, so that we can have joy in our hearts, amen. And joy, we remember, is eternal. Praise God. Joy is not determined by circumstances, things around us. Joy is determined by what's in our heart, praise God and our fellowship, and our relationship with you. We're so thankful, God, that uh, the joy of our Lord is our strength, but we're so thankful, praise God, that you have put your Holy Spirit in us, your presence in us. Praise God that the kingdom of God is not meat and a drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. We're so thankful, praise God, for the joy that you have given us and the joy that we can experience, the joy that we can have on a daily basis. Surely, we thank you, Jesus, that surely goodness and mercy are going to follow us all the days of our life. We're thankful, God, tonight, amen, that the blessings of the Lord are going to follow us all the days of our life. Oh, yeah, there might be disappointments, there might be problems, whatever, praise God, but the joy of the Lord, amen, is going to follow us in your mercy and grace, follow us in your blessings all the days of our life, praise God, that we, amen, can enjoy the trip and we can enjoy having the joy of the Lord living every single day of our lives. I pray that you'll be with each and every one of the people as they travel home. I pray, God, that you'll continue to help us. Praise God. Amen. And, and especially uh, on the point, Lord, help, uh, continue to help me with contentment, God. Amen. Praise the Lord so I can have that joy. Praise the Lord. You're good, Lord, and we're thankful. Praise God. And be with the people. Bless them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Amen.